Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to No Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We got a very special guest today. Played in the league for six seasons, was a former first-round draft pick, one of the most dominant big men in the game during his time. Now you can catch him making beats for people like Party Next Door, doing his things. Larry Sanders, we appreciate you pulling up. We appreciate y'all for having me, man, for sure. No problem, no problem. So first and foremost, you know, when you roll through looking at you, still look like you're in great shape, still like you could hoop. Yeah. Have you completely given up on that, or are you trying to get back into the league? Well, no, I, um, I definitely, uh, I work out. I run, you know, I love to run, and I, I box. You know, I kickbox too a little bit, um, and I'm getting ready for. <laughs> yeah, I, put the, I put these feet up in the air. I put these feet and hands in the air, baby. <laughs> you feel me? So, uh, yeah, um, and then uh, I'm training. You know, the big three starts uh, June 19th. So, you know, stay in shape, get ready for that. And then when you look, you know, I know you're still doing the big three, still doing the hoop thing, but yeah. you know, you look at the NBA. Do you still think? Because almost like I said, you're 33, man. You still look good. And when, when you were playing at the height, I mean, you, you could do your thing. Yeah. So do you still think there's a chance or opportunity for you to make a comeback? We saw a lot of guys even this year mm-hmm. kind of getting getting the little guys like IT3 coming back now doing their thing. So do you do you still think that that's a possibility? Well, I like the landscape and I like um, how uh, open the league is. You know, I think it's, it's evident that having a defensive big uh, down the stretch is important. You know, someone that can guard. Uh, these guys, and you don't have to have, you don't have to double. You know, there's no X and swing and someone <laughs> running to the corner, yeah. you know what I mean, lighten your ass up. You got, you know, you got somebody that's gonna be able to sit down and defend, uh, you know, one through five. Um, so I, I, I see where I can add value on different teams, you know, uh, especially teams who are trying to make that push. So, uh, you know, it's, you know, I know my place, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what I bring to the team. I know my value and, uh, you know, I, I think I can add value for sure. Sure now, during a recent interview, I saw you said that I want to be the best me. How close are you to becoming the best version of yourself? Man, that's, that's, that's a good one. Um, it's, a, it's a daily thing, man. You know, and what I'm learning is that, uh, you know, through, through this adversity, you know, I'm 33 now, you know, just going through the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, um, you know, uh, dealing with family, uh, that's the test. You know, it's like the test comes in the hard times, you know, when the storm hits. Can you hold strong? Can you uh, remember your values? Um, uh, can you still be persistent with your goals? Um, you know, so, you know, that's, that's the constant test. And, you know, that, that's showing me that I'm, I'm making progress. You know, I'm actually moving through these things with grace um, and these different obstacles in my life. You said, you said music, which is, I love to do music, but I'm, I'm actually transitioning to a writer. Okay. I, I, I'm finishing my basketball movie now that I'm writing. Um, I've written uh, three books, a child book, a fantasy fiction, um, uh, and an autobiography. So I'm just, I'm in the, I'm, I'm writing right now. Like, that's my, that's my focus. I'm putting everything on paper, you know what I'm saying? So um, 
As a, yeah, I'm just, just putting them thoughts to <laughs> I mean, you have to, you know what I'm saying? And uh, and still being in shape. It's just, that this all goes into the me being the best me, you know what I'm saying, and figuring me out. So uh, I'm enjoying the journey, for sure. For sure. And let's let's take it to your career, man. 2010, you get drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. What was that culture shock for you, like, going from VCU <laughs> to Milwaukee? It's crazy, man. I mean, like, I, I started playing basketball, organized, organized basketball when I was 15. <laughs> And I was in the league when I was 23, you know, 22. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like in seven years. So everything was fast, fast as shit, you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, it, happened, it happened at a blink of an eye, but I, I loved VCU. I loved the school. I loved the uh, atmosphere, the culture. Uh, there was no football team, man. So you know how we get down. It was all basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, basketball. It was, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. All up. Y'all got me, bro. What do I sign? <laughs> you know, it was it was a beautiful thing, man. And we won. You know what I'm saying? We won at a high level. We had Eric, uh, Eric Maynard, who got drafted, mm -hmm. you know, OKC the year before me. You know, he got drafted 20 before the year before me. I got drafted 15, and then next year to go to the Final Four. So that tell you how cold that Kobe was. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yes, you're right. <laughs> we just lost two pros and went to the final four. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, we was cold, man. We just we worked hard, we played hard, and uh, it was a great atmosphere. And I think that's what kind of molded me into the defensive monster I was. You know what I'm saying? I had Anthony Grant, Shaka Smart, and wreaking havoc. Shit ain't no joke. Mm -hmm. We pressing full court, and I'm in the front of it. And I'm gonna block your shot at the back of that bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running, you know, so I gotta get back and forward quick. I gotta, you know, I gotta hustle. I gotta play without fouling. Um, you know, it was a lot in a, in, a, in a short period of time that I had to learn that uh, made me ready for the next level. So, you know, but I got Was college easier mentally than no. the NBA? Uh, no, hell no. You know how them conditioning days is, man. Like, we had 20 and 20s. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, oh, uh, 20, like 20 suicides in 20 minutes. And each suicide has to be ran under 30 seconds, 33 seconds with a guard, 40, <laughs> yeah, and I ran with the guards. Oh, you didn't have, see, oh, by the time you came in the league, they didn't do that. See, when I came in the league, uh -huh. they were still doing that. I know you y'all practice at VCU. Yeah, we did. I, I watched oh no, by the time I got there. Y'all was like, a training camp. Like we had to do we had to do suicides before we got the yeah, training yeah, camp. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like so before we got the training camp, we had to go through conditioning drills. See, we, I did that as a rookie, but no, it wasn't mandatory. I wasn't you know, mandatory. I was doing that shit, you know, you had to do that nah, check. No, we had to before you can like it was my second year before we can get to training camp to be able to train mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in training camp participate, we had to go through like guard drill. Yeah. We had to do like 10 up and downs in a certain amount of time. Man, niggas was showing the training camp fat as hell, man. That's when they was getting in shape. <laughs> was, <laughs> burping, yeah, but time. that's the thing. It's like people, like, that's what I said. Like back then, like people waited to training camp because yeah. they got 30 days exactly. to get in shape before the season starts. Facts, facts, yeah. So when I came, yeah, in the league, it wasn't really, it wasn't mandatory like that. So yeah, college was definitely more. And then, you know, well, I guess the demand on your body, you know, 82 games plus preseason, postseason, that's nothing, that's that's a beast that you can't even explain. You know, so that I guess there's in different ways, one is, you know, one can be more uh, more strenuous at times. It was cool, man. I transitioned in. Like I said, I started playing early, so I didn't know a lot of shit. I didn't know a lot of terminology, and I had Scott Skiles, man. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was oh, yeah, having yeah. Anthony Grant, Shaka Smart, fucking Scott Skiles, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and like, yeah, hey, Scott. Yeah, already know. <laughs> Scott, but it was it was it was tough there, man. Like it was tough. You know, he had he had a lot of guys that came, and like we was at the time we were that with that team that that players would come to to try to get their next deal and mm -hmm. get out. Like it was like a you know journey team, the journeyman team. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. We had a lot of guys come in for one year, try to get their deal. Was Michael Red still there? 
Red, Red was popping up sometimes. He was still on, on paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd pop up at practice once in a while, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Show face like, a, like he the president. I'm still here, let's have Exactly, you exactly. <laughs> what up? It's so the so, mask man, yeah. You know, give us a little speech and, and, and walk off. But Red was cool. Red was cool as hell. It, it was them, them, them older, them older, it was them older coaches just yeah, throughout yeah. the league, them older coaches that still had that mentality of kill you through training camp, kill yeah. you through practice. Yeah. And it was like, because, you know, I had Eddie Jordan. So I remember I went to Eddie one time because we was doing all this running. And I said, hold, hold on, man. Hold on, man, man. I was like... What is the point of getting, this is what I said, what's the point of getting in shape in the summer if you're going to kill us when we get here? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm in shape. Look, look, I lost. Dude. And I said, look at everybody. Look at, look at us. Where everybody's sitting there like, dying. <laughs> right, and he right, looked, right. he looked. And then he, he, uh, he called, a, he called a, uh, tw- it was like a 20-minute break, 20-minute water break. He went, went to the strength coach, looked at everybody's numbers from when they ended the season to now mm-hmm. and said, you know what? For the most part, everybody's in shape. Everybody's in shape, so why am I going to penalize y'all for being in shape? Mm-hmm. Let's just work on offense. And never that right there told everybody like, oh shit, we getting rewarded mm-hmm. for being. We getting rewarded for being in shape. Mm-hmm. So every year, we'll come in September, like September first, and as a group, right? Make sure, yeah. As a group, Hold we all other. just like we played. We did the bleachers together. Like it was, you know, so no one's just really rushing to do nothing. Right. We just. We're gonna run the bleachers at our right. time. Everybody's getting in shape. He's seeing everybody get in shape. Mm-hmm. So he's seeing the progress. Everybody's trying to work. We're playing. Mm-hmm. So when practice started and training camp started, he wasn't taxing us. Right, right, right. It was more like, all right, we're gonna practice. All right, you don't need to practice today. And he was doing it himself. Cause mm-hmm. you know, he did, she was with Showtime. Mm-hmm. You know, so you already know how they work. Right, right, <laughs> you know right. What I mean, he was with Sacramento Kings and then he went with uh, Jersey. Mm-hmm. So just, just talking to him. You know, like, yo, hey, nigga, we ain't, we, we ain't from the 80s. We ain't exactly. sitting here running right. with cocaine in our body, all right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we got you a regular Red Bull. <laughs> we got the regular Red Bull, all right? That shit wears right. off, my brother. No, facts. <laughs> but he, he understood, and that's, you know, I got to always, like, when I look at a coach like that and then hear coaches that's just killing players, I'm like, yeah. I have an old school dude who you just told him, like, yo, look at us. Right, he's right, like, right. all right, all right. Facts, facts. <laughs> Did you see a benefit in that, though, compared to... Because, I mean, at every level, Hoop, you always talk, like, that preseason condition is going to get you through the whole season, but you're playing 30, 40-game season in high school, college. Now you get to the league, 82 games. Do you really need to be as in shape as you need to be to start the season? You don't, but the benefit was, like... Because, remember, if you practice 40 minutes to an hour and a half, once a week, maybe, and you're playing so much, training can't be... That's the hardest, that becomes the hardest part of basketball. Like that training camp, like, oh man, we got two of these uh, for about two weeks straight. That becomes like dreadful, mm-hmm. right? It's not, it's not that hard. Facts. College is way harder, but Facts. the fact that we, we haven't done it in so long, mm-hmm. once we get there, so it's like I'm trying to minimize that. Like, yo, we can do more offense. <laughs> we, can do, we can do more offense. <laughs> right. let's, just, let's play a little bit right, more. Right. Like, why are you yeah. penalizing us? We, Facts. you know, and that was, the, that was the thing with Eddie. Like, if y'all come in shape, we're not running in, in training camp. Right. Because you got to remember, for most people, if somebody's running in, in, you know, if you're running all summer and then the training camp coming, this nigga making you do 20 and 20, you're going to be like, 
You on the same playing field as the dude who ain't do nothing. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think that's that's the benefit of having a young coach that's a player too, mm -hmm. rather than having an old coach that probably never played right. or was like playing back when the cocaine <laughs> body was in the body and shit. So you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's it's a it's an evolutionary process, man. The league is. It's, it's kind of very, it's coming more player oriented for sure. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, man. So it's not a bad thing for sure. Well, let's go back to your rookie season. Mm -hmm. so my pops was drafted by the Bucks in 1977. Okay. But he always tells you story that he had to experience his first Milwaukee winter. He was coming from LA and he said that shit was dreadful. It was cold as shit, just something he couldn't prepare for mentally. <laughs> you know, coming from LA where wintertime we might get 80 degree heat wave, you just never know. So look, let's go back to your rookie year, mm -hmm. dealing with that first Milwaukee winter. With Scott Skiles as your head coach, Man. what's going through your mind? <laughs> and, I'm from Florida, and I'm from Florida. <laughs> I'm from Florida too, where the sun always shining. So, man, it's, it's just it was it was cold as shit. I try not to think about that shit, man. Like, it was so cold that you just you had to wear layers and your skin couldn't be exposed. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, God damn, y'all live here by choice. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I get it, man. Like, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do, but. It's a, for, as far as the people, it's good people, bro. They, they're, they're great people, actually. They work hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It has a, a, a huge African-American community that I didn't know. I'm thinking, I'm going like, I'm like, where the hell is Milwaukee? I'm yeah. getting drafted there. I'm like, I, don't, I couldn't point to it on the map. <laughs> Swear to God. But then, you know, when I got there, I'm like, damn, there's a lot of people out here that look like me that yeah. need help, too. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it was a good way to, to kind of contribute and give back. We did a lot of shit with the school system. And whatnot, we still do. You know, we, we just got a, uh, me and my homie, uh, and some, some guys that work within the city, uh, built in a, like one of the largest affordable housing units in Wisconsin. It's like 197 units. We got a, a cafeteria, a, a creative corridor, uh, looking for like programming and funding. So, man, it's just, I took advantage of that, that, that aspect of it, you know what I'm saying? Because if y'all gonna draft me and adopt me, you know what I'm saying, I'm gonna try to give everything I can back to y'all because y'all need that shit. And it kind of sucked that like downtown, it's just segregated on purpose, you know what I'm saying? They kind of pride themselves on that shit still, you know, on like you can't come in if your jeans too baggy or you, you know, they, they just want this certain look. But it's like, y'all, it's like, a whole bunch of black people this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and when I was playing, that's who bought all the tickets. Mm -hmm. You know, now it's full of, you know, whoever downtown, you know, but you know, that's that's where their support came from from where I was there, you know what I'm saying? The longevity of it, the diehard fans, you know, and uh, you know, winning a championship was huge because I know they <laughs> that was so big for the city, man, those those people who lived there. But they gotta give back to them a little bit more and make them the face of, you know what I'm saying, the, the Milwaukee, when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks and the team and all that shit, that's black people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of them, poor, poor black people, you know what I'm saying? So That's how Washington was. When I first got there, you know, D.C. was... Man, Baltimore. Yeah, that's, shit. but that, like, but D.C. and Baltimore, that's a different place. Right, it is, but yeah. so just close enough. Shit. But that's, see, no, by the time you got in, it's changed. See, yeah. DC, when I got to D.C., none of that stuff was built. Right, right. All the stores that was built around, nah, that wasn't there yet. <laughs> right, right, right. So it was more. So when I got there, they were trying to convince me to live in DC. Mm -hmm. So live in DC so it can it can bring more people to show. I was like, I, like I don't want to live in a apartment building or a condo. I want right. to at least get in my own house. I like I'm. I'm just finished getting being broke. I know right, what broke right, feels right. like. I just got my contract. I'm trying to, right, right, I'm trying right. to get into one of these bit. houses. Facts. So I end up going to Virginia, but what ended up happening is they built that around uh -huh. and then 
Moved everybody out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what they did. Moved yeah. everybody out That's once that downtown do. got fixed. That's how they do. I was in Waldorf. I had a crib in Waldorf. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. right there. Yeah, see, yeah. I was in Great Falls. I was out of the VA. VA nice, man. But that's what I said. But they built DC so nice. Yeah, they did. They did. That's how they do Milwaukee now. Oh, that's Milwaukee nice now, man. They done built up that city, you know. Because we used to go like Milwaukee. Oh my God, this place is horrible. We called it three of them. It was Milwaukee, Minnesota, Minnesota. Minnesota. This Minnesota got that big ass ball. Memphis. You like Memphis? What? Okay. 2010. See, they had one street. It was Bill Street. Okay. So I went there and I was like, like I went there. I was like, all right, let's go to the mall. And it was like, yeah, we don't. The mall closed. Right. right. How the fuck Country does a mall hell. close? How does how does a whole mall just <laughs> close? <laughs> like, like like I understand stores, a few right. stores, but the whole mall just went under. Like yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. Like it was like a go. It was like a ghost town. I'm just yeah. in like. Oh, uh, they about to they about to like rebuild this whole thing up there. Yeah. See, I had CDR on my team. I had a Memphis. He played for Memphis. Okay. Okay. So we was on campus and shit. We seen oh. a whole nother. It was a whole nother <laughs> <Yeah>. lifestyle. <laughs> I can't even right. get too much into that. I yeah, want to make sure it makes the. I was a rookie. I was a rookie. <laughs> nah, I get it. I was young enough. Yeah. I want to make sure. I want to make sure it makes the interview. Oh, fresh out of college, though. But no, your career in Milwaukee started off strong. You were doing your thing. Yeah. Bucks gave you a, a four-year, $44 million extension, I want to say like 2013. And then things kind of started to take a turn a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I just want to know, what were you going through kind of mentally and emotionally at that point? Um, yeah, man, it was cold as shit. No, I'm playing. <laughs> it, was, it was just a lot, man. I think, I think if you kind of like, if I backtrack a little bit, like I said, I started playing ball when I was 15. I played one year at AAU, you know what I'm saying? So. Uh, I fell in love with the basketball culture. I was adopted by it. I was tall, you know, I was fast. You know, I had these attributes that were attractive and fit into the game. But um, a lot of it I didn't resonate with my soul, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm a natural entrepreneur. I grew up, I had my own line, line service when I was a kid. You know, I was selling snacks out the garage. I was the candy lady, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you come over here and get what you need. I was selling that shit in school. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I was just used to kind of just making money and being my own boss. Like, that's kind of just how I was. I got taller, <laughs> I started playing ball, started getting good at this shit, and next thing you know, you know what I'm saying, I'm in the league, and just having to like conform to like someone else's standards uh, all the time was uh, just an issue. You know what I'm saying? I like living life on my terms mm -hmm. because I can and thrive. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't really need to do that. You know what I'm saying? Even though I love playing basketball, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, just, I just know I can get it. So being talked to certain kind of ways, kind of that bought and sold atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I ain't really like that shit for real, man. You know, like, have a conversation with me. <laughs> Don't let me see some shit on the news about where I'm going and, you know, I got a family, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I got kids, you know what I'm saying? We all got, what, what we gonna do? You know what I'm saying? I got to uproot tomorrow and they got to figure it out on, by the phone. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's, it's so much, I had, I had two children, um, you know, and it was go to the hospital and see your kid and come back be here before, you know what I'm saying? It was shit like that. Yeah. Like, it was just no, I didn't feel like a human. I felt more like a product in a lot of ways, like, you know, and very disposable. So, 
you know, I just I just wanted to add a little more value to my presence, I felt, you know, and it weighed on my mental health. You know, I was, like I said, it, it was very cold. <laughs> I needed sun. <laughs> you know, seasonal depression is a real thing. You know, um, going into my early 20s, I feel like that's when I had a lot of, uh, I started dealing with anxiety. That's when I started smoking weed. I didn't even smoke weed till my second year in the league, mm -hmm. after the lockout. You know, we was locked out the first year, uh, after my first year, and then, um, during the lockouts when I picked up, you know what I'm saying? Niggas stressed out. <laughs> and I was with other NBA niggas, so you know how it go. <laughs> we was all in that bitch blazing. And um, it was helping, you know? My most consistent year smoking weed and playing was when I averaged, you know, three blocks and a double-double, you know what I'm saying? And I was uh, like micro-dosing, you know? I hit a couple times, yeah. go to sleep, you know what I'm saying? But I was being penalized for that shit on the other end. You know, and it was like, I know what's good for me. You know, I know how to, you know, and I know these alternatives that y'all are offering me are going to put me in a weaker position in the long term. Like right now I might be cool, might help with the craving, da, 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 but these, these pills and shit, like they have residual effects, you know what I'm saying, on my mental that y'all don't got to deal with. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't care, you know what I'm saying? I got to deal with that shit. My family got to deal with that shit, you know what I'm saying? It's just um, in different ways. So. You know, I was smoking weed consistently, averaging uh, three blocks and a double-double, and then summertime comes, and they're like, you got to go to rehab for 90 days. You know, I'm sitting in rehab. Wait, 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 wait. For, for marijuana? Yeah, wait, what, for marijuana. What, NBA, what NBA are you talking about? I went to rehab for three years, I mean, for three summers before I retired. Man, this is, the, this, is the, this is what I'm going through with them. You know, I was kind of like that. This ain't uh, the NBA I know, because I... Wait, 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 wait. So you wasn't in the program? I was. Did you volunteer to be in the program? Or? I, I volunteered. I had to because I didn't know. I, I smoked during the pan, during the thing, uh -huh. and then they tested me right when I got back, and I was like, "Man, let me let me put myself <laughs> in a program because they say if it's, if you put yourself in, you won't get suspended." Yeah. So I put myself in because I knew that shit. My shit probably gonna be dirty. I didn't know it took thirty days to be out your system. I, I didn't really know the rules around the, the weed. You know what I'm saying? I just started oh, smoking this sometimes shit. Sometimes 30, 30, 30. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. So and, then, and, then because of, and then I found out because of my low body, my, I got like 8% body fat. Yeah, it's it probably wouldn't even, it wouldn't even yeah, show up. Burning out of yeah, your wait, wait, so wait, hold, hold on, hold on. You ain't get the, you ain't even get the, the tutorial. No. You didn't even get the tutorial. Oh, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> listen. Wait, so you got suspended and stuff for that? No, I didn't. Oh, I gotta say, because nobody's ever been. When was the last time somebody got suspended for weed in NBA? No, what is it? When I came in, Beasley was getting hit up, uh, JR was getting hit up. Because what happened, all you did, all see, the, the secret was right before training, right before training camp, right before you find out, you get real. But see, it was the lockout. No, we started back out of nowhere. Oh, but that's when you say, yo, I'm an addict, but whatever your, whatever your, uh, whatever your numbers is, so you, you, you hitting the brownie, you hitting all this, yeah. and you get this high-ass yeah. dosage. Yeah, and, and then you work it down. And then you work it down. See, I came in with a low-ass dosage, so probably everything that so looked everything like... So everything you yeah, it looked it like it wasn't... Yeah, because, but because yeah. I have a low body count, I mean, low body fat. You yeah, know you were supposed to, like, get, get it really high up see, there, nah, and then, like, every, yeah, every test, is, as long as it's lower than this, yep. you're working on progress. Exactly. That was like the that was yeah. like the loophole. Yeah, I know. That was the it was like that was a loophole for the weed smokers. Right, right. That nobody really knew about. That makes perfect sense. So it was like one of those. I did the opposite. Yeah, you did the opposite. You are you're not stopping. You're not trying to stop. Yeah, you I'm like, motherfucker, I only hit that bit two times. <laughs> I hit it two times. You like, wait, yeah, I'm like, why y'all still on my ass? Yeah, because yeah. that's what I said. I had players that that smoked during the season. It was like, yeah, bro. So yeah, that's why. But now, now they don't even care about it. Now they don't even now test. Now they don't even test, man. You know what I'm saying? 
So our, our testing was backwards. It was oh, then you had yeah, you had to get tested. So part of your four, you get tested in the summer too, then. Yep, I got tested in the summer. They had to pull up. They had to know where I was, whatever Ambush? city. The closest NBA oh. team, they had to come or fire, yeah, fire. You, or yeah, you had to respond <laughs> in what, what, 24 hours? Yeah, yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So explain that to me. I, and I never smoked, but I had to understand, like... So mm-hmm. 24 hours, you got to get to the nearest facility to go... No, they're coming to you. They're going to find you? Yeah, they're going to say where you at. And what if you were like the Maldives, like LeBron, and that's not, that's like a nah, they, they, Then they not, they probably leave you alone. You got to tell them how long you're going to be there. They, yeah, they're like, you got to report to them yeah. before you. Yeah. No, not report. No, no, no. You don't have to report to them before. Like if they hit you, you're like, oh, I'm on vacation with my family. When you coming back? But see, you're going to be, you got somebody you're talking to every week. Yeah. So you, they going to, you got, you might as well tell them. And I'll tell them, I'm, you know, I was, I'm going, da da da, you know, I'll be next door. You know what I'm saying? Leave the fucking law. Yeah, in college, they yeah. call, like, yo, we got a team in. I'm like, ooh, this smells fishy. Yeah. We don't want, this is the middle of May. There's no random team. Yeah, in exactly. And I'm still in class, chief. I can't make the meeting. But Yeah, you already know what time it is. Yeah, because you, you can just sense it. Yeah, like, that's uh, what I said. I didn't know they, was, I didn't know they were that, that strenuous on. Because after you got my four tests, whatever. I, like, I didn't even smoke. I was like, damn, I wish I smoked weed. Right. But we had number, but I had players who did, and they was, they'd tell me their routine, and we... But, it makes we, sense. We, we had a lot of OGs when I came in. We, had, I had, one, I had, we had one player who had the Wizardator. Hey, that shit was hilarious. He had the shit that was strapped to him with the yeah, tool. Yeah, he had the thing that was strapped to <laughs> him. Like, tool. no, I swear to God, yeah. he had the thing that was strapped did to him. Did it work? Yeah! It kept it the right temperature and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, he went, he got in. Because back... This is why I started getting back, because you they were using the Wizardator at first. Okay. So now you, you go into your stall, close, like, nigga, ain't me looking at that. Go in there, use the Wizardator, get a man and stuff, and then boom! Once they start finding out people using that, then that's when motherfuckers, they be looking at you. Yeah, they be... Yeah, they Lift your shirt up. Shit. Right. Think of me in that moment, yeah. like... <laughs> like yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. That was really like, demoralizing. Back your ass I'll just say that. Nah, but it was like, it was a... See, the, the, the thing is, the more, the more superstars that got tested... Mm-hmm. So when they did testing in the summer, so in the summer, those tests didn't count against you with weed. So it was like, you can do weed in the summer, not during the season, no HGH during the summer, each year during the season. That's mm. the way it tested. Mm. They didn't tell anybody. That so if you was on yeah. each during the season, I don't think it showed up. Right. So what happens is everybody that was testing in the summer, they're looking at who's who. So you get all these big names in here, they're like, all right, we ain't, exactly. we ain't, gonna, exactly. <laughs> we ain't, gonna, we ain't gonna do this right yeah. now because we ain't trying to suspend these type of players. Exactly. So, you know, so the, the rules were the rules were changing now, you know. Now, after the bubble, and they're like, wait, hold on. If y'all testing, we been smoking. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, eh, don't even worry about it. Exactly. They, te- they was tearing that bubble up. Yeah. I heard it was in them. <laughs> so when you see Straight that now, they, they got rid of it in the bubble. They got rid of it this year, too. Yeah. Does it make you mad or frustrated at all to know that kind of you were, you were penalized and stigmatized for something that's now free for everybody to do? I just knew it was going to happen, man. I just, I just I, I'm like, this is, this is the future. You know, and that was my argument with the doctors and all that. It's, it's just, I'm, I'm happy to see it, man. I don't, I don't want nobody to go through the shit I went yeah. through. Like, smoke, be free. I know what it does. I know you're gonna be able to eat and sleep and, you know what I'm saying, make you a better, you know, function better. So, you know, I just, 
I would like to think I'm a, a little part of the push. <laughs> <laughs> you know, make all that shit worth it, you know, so. That's but as a, if you're a new school, I look at the numbers. Like, what is the number saying? You know what I mean? It's like, what is the number saying? Oh, double, double, three blocks. Leave them. But see, that's what, so I've been in situations where it's judge me for what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, leave yeah. me alone. What the fuck I do after this? Leave me alone. Right, right, right. right, right. Penalize me when I when I get in trouble. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. But okay, if I come in here smelling like weed and I go out there and score 50, what, what the problem is? Right, fact. You know what I mean? So yeah. when like Steve Nash is like, uh, did you hear what uh, Kyrie said? You, mm -hmm. he's like, how much you have? 49? Eh. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I mean? That's, that, those are the coaches I want. Like, yo, exactly. like, I, I don't want to judge you across the board because exactly. it might not, this might not affect, it might affect him, might not affect you. Right, right. You know right. what I mean? Let me yeah. see your product. Okay, all right, well, shit. Yeah. When, when it starts affecting it, then I'll have that conversation. Other than that, I don't see it. Right, right, facts. But that's, but that's, you know, those are certain coaches because you're not going to tell me. <laughs> You're not going to tell me man. 80s and 90s was was playing very well basketball under just just Warden Gatorade, all right? Okay, I, <laughs> like I came in the NBA and motherfuckers drinking whole six packs Facts. at the end of the bench. Facts. And y'all subbing these motherfuckers in the game. Yeah. That's what I said. I, them little green Gatorade, <laughs> motherfucker had a whole motherfucker yeah, sitting shit in that motherfucker. Drunk. So get in, motherfucker. That motherfucker wobbling. Like, you know, so don't try to tell me. Swear to God, wobbling. Oh, up and down. Wobbling up and talking, talking, talking all through the game. Yeah. And coach be like, all right, hey, uh, go on and get in there. Just sitting there, just drunk. And I'm like, this is the NBA, bro. This is the yeah. NBA. A couple of want to be traded. They was coming in drunk, for sure, for sure. Yeah, smoking. I, you know, I had one, one, one of my teammates. Like, uh, he'll go smoke at halftime. Smoke at halftime to calm his nerves. And then come back in and play. Yeah. He'll smoke, go smoke, go to the parking lot. We, 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 he'll run to the parking lot, smoke, come back. Leaving the facility, going, my rebound. Yeah, I bet. Killing shit. Right, right. Oh, my God. Like, because he, he, he was like, he, because he needed to be, because he was so, everything was so yeah. extreme to him. Yeah. Like, we, he couldn't, he couldn't get on a plane without smoking, flying, all that. Like, to get him on a plane, that was a whole nother issue. Yeah. Like, it'd be like, uh, like, we'll play a game, right? We'll play a game. And, you know, like, plane wheels up at 10 o'clock. Mm -hmm. it's 12 o'clock, and we still waiting for this man. Yeah. <laughs> This man done called in, oh, yeah, my mom, my mom passed. Yeah, I'm gonna have to, uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to see y'all when y'all get back. <laughs> Not his mom, mom He yeah, called back mom. somebody else, he done, yeah, my dad done passed. Like, he done, he, his whole family done passed. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, Jay. So he didn't have to come. Nobody better come to the game. But that's what I said, but nobody, we just, <laughs> we just, it was just excuses he always used. And I remember, I remember he got so mad, cause one, like, they like believed him this time. Like, oh, your grandma passed? That makes sense, right? <laughs> so he, they called the mom and said, yeah, you know, we want to give our condolences. And, you know, uh, Danny, you know, what's his mother passed. And he was like, his grandma didn't pass. So they told him, oh, he got mad. He showed up to the, to the plane just to complain. Don't you call my mother. <laughs> Damn. You get your ass on a plane, man. But it was, but I see, I seen that. Like, you know, like certain things, certain elements. Certain elements people are not used to just mentally just they can't deal with it. Like so watching watching players fly and watch how scared they get. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like so like Troy Murphy didn't like to fly. 
Danny Fortune liked to fly. I mean, when I say didn't like to fly, it was like a running joke because all of the, the uh, flight attendants, like he'd be, like, you know how we sit? Mm -hmm. He'd be on the floor. He'd be on the floor, they gonna put the blanket over him, and then the ladies are just rubbing his back while we flying. Damn. And then one of them had to go in the cockpit. Oh yeah, so you wanna see yourself die. Right? He used to say shit like that. Oh yeah, you wanna be front row because he needed to <laughs> see. Be, like he beat his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, come on. Yeah. But it was funny. It's like some his eyes needed to see yeah, the plane fact. like being normal. Yeah. Like and it was just weird. Like but you see two big men just struggling. Yeah. yeah. For like every road trip and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Just like just the nerves and I and I came in with um, Christian Lakner. Oh, he was the first one I like really like had a conversation with about just mental. Uh -huh. And because I mean, we went somewhere, and it was the first time that I seen a man just get booed. Just mm -hmm. as soon as he came in, you know, came in like the last seven minutes, and man, it was killing him. Mm -hmm. Just like, and I'd be like, yo, what you do? Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is how it's been my whole career. He said, this is the only time I get cheered is when whatever home team I'm playing for. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I get booed like this everywhere I go. He said, ever since it was college when I stepped on the Duke's chest. And then he said, and plus I'm playing for Duke. Mm -hmm. We're the most hated team. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yo, how do you deal with this? He mm -hmm. says, my therapist and Mary Jane. I was like, oh, your wife and, it, me, I'm clueless. Your wife, Mary Jane? <laughs> He's like, nah, Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you can smoke? And he was like, no, yeah. And he said, everywhere I go, Damn. He said, man, he said, imagine going into a game knowing you about to get booed by the whole arena. He said, we're up 20. They supposed to leave. They stayed just to boo me. And I said, I just, I felt so bad because I felt like you can hear them boos like, damn. Like they hate this man. And he's just a man, I had to mentally deal with it. I had to mentally escape. Yeah. And I was like, I get it, but I don't get it. Cause what do you think about that? Like how they like the fans, you know, get to say whatever. Sometimes get to do, you know, they don't really get penalized. If I was commissioner, I I know you're trying to make us a, a stand on penalize the professional. Right, right, right. right. Um, but it's not fair. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, you, you you're telling the player who's. This is the emotional battle. Right. The emotional battle is the player playing in the element, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, playing against the opponent, the the, the referee playing against the referees, right, right, right. playing against the, you know. So, if someone can say something to him, and he says something back, but he gets penalized, that is just a bad. Yeah. That is just a bad. That's just that. You, it just you, makes sense. You, you can't yeah. do that. Right. You can't say, all right, they're gonna say whatever. Your mama this, your mama yeah. that, and then he says, well. You and you you find him fifty thousand. Right. No, you got to find out who dude is. He needs to be penalized. You are the NBA. You can penalize something. You can call his job right. and like this is a job. <laughs> I feel like if you was watching like two slaves um, fight in a pit, and they were like, "That slave right there, you stupid mother," and that slave said, "Shut up." Mm -hmm. I feel like the master was like, "Yeah." Don't stay no, in that, place. It's always the I'm just saying, that's just a... I just no, no, think. no, no, it's fact. The product is always, no matter on what level, the product always gets penalized. Facts. 
Because but we're not remember, products, though. That's the problem. But that's what I'm saying, because these are the folks. <laughs> you ain't these, dealing with products, you dealing with people. But that's what I'm saying, but they look at it like, this is the product. product. These are the consumers. Exactly. They're paying for this. Exactly. When that's not really the, the case. Like It's no, only the case when you're dealing with slaves. Yeah, he has a job. <laughs> products, like, yeah. He has a job. You had his job. He has a job, too. So yeah. you need to penalize him, too. Right. You got to take his tickets away. You got to do something. You just, you can't make it just one-sided. If you if you look at them both like humans, yeah. Yeah, you, you can't make it one-sided. Like... And that's the only thing I always hate. I'm like, well, and I, we said it. I was like, well, they said something to Kyrie. It's fair game. He can say something back. He's a human. He right. can say something back. He's one that's mostly emotional. Exactly. He's playing. He's at that all-time high exactly. of the game and the elements. Right. They're just trolling. Exactly. They drunk, man. Yeah, they drunk and trolling. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you have to keep it, you have to keep it fair. And I, and I think that's where the NBA or just sports does a bad job. Right. I, I think... It's I think, almost, it should be like you shouldn't speak until you're spoken to. You can say whatever you want, but as, if you're directing something to, the, to a player, that should be uh, illegal. For a, for a fan to do. You, you sh if it's not encouragement, it's almost like writing underneath somebody's uh, Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. There are guidelines. Yeah, yeah. You can't bully somebody. You can't, yeah. you know what I'm saying? There, there are limits to your comment. You're, you're gonna be erased. Yeah, yeah. Right, so do it. I, 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 like mine is one of these. I like, all right, if I'm going, if you're going into, like just, just understanding just being a fan, right? And, it should be known, like, if you can say something to him, he should be able to say something to you, period. That's how I, mm -hmm. you throw a bottle at him, he should be able to throw a bottle back at you. Right. Like, there shouldn't be, I throw a bottle, you hit me, I get to sue you for 30 million. Right. I, I just don't ever like the, those rules in life. Those are just bad, those are just bad things. Like, I seen the Mike Tyson thing, right? Mm -hmm. The guy's sitting there with him the whole time, right. just with him. Right. What do you expect to happen? Right, so right. he punches him, now I get to sue you. Right. You can't do that know, shit. You can't do that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't do, you can't do, right. I can't antagonize you the whole time, and then you pop me, and then he be like, ah. Oh. That's, like, that's, like, that's like breaking this on a house and then breaking your leg. And you, <laughs> you get like, to sue them. You get to sue them because you broke your leg in their house that you broke into. <laughs> no, no, you know that happened. That's real. Oh, yeah, that's a real. That's what I'm saying. These are these <laughs> tough laws of me. Like, this shit got to change. Yeah. got to change. That don't make sense. I'm about to break in your house and break my leg. Dude. Break my leg. Yeah. yeah. Wait till shit at you. Home insurance. 12 a.m. tonight. Yeah. Home insurance. <laughs> For real, that shit crazy, man. So something you touched on, you said pro being a product versus being human. When you were playing in the league, did you feel human or did you feel like? Because I feel like there's always this thing with fans. Whatever money you're making, that's what's determined by the league's value, right? Like there's owners that are signing checks, making more bread than you, but they'll look at you as your prima donna, you arrogant, you stuck up, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like you were a product or like you were a human during your time in the league? I definitely felt like I was a product, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, like I said, that's what made me feel so uncomfortable. I think that's what weighed on me so much. You know, like um, when it came to like simple things, like I didn't wear a headband, right? But we had like, we had Drew Gooden, we had uh, Corey Maggette, we had, um, who else? Steven Jackson. We had uh, we had like six headband guys, right? Oh, that was your. <laughs> <laughs> Earl, Earl. I think we had Earl too. Earl Boykins. He he didn't wear a headband though. <laughs> but we had like six headband guys. And, and Scott 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 comes in at the training camp. He's like, no headband rule. No headband rule. You can't wear a headband to play on this team. For what? Just what reason? 
Because the headband Because we had six guys who wear headbands. They were bald. But it keeps, it keeps <laughs> your, that it shit because they had no hairline. Yeah, control. Just, f with them. just control. Why are you doing that? What, what, what's up? What, why, what's up, Scott? You know what I'm saying? Why you had the power to do some shit like that? Like, I, I, I was sponsored by Converse. I was one of the last Converse basketball like guys. It was me, I think Kyle Corver, Zebo. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they discontinued their they basketball thing at the time. So I transferred to Nike. But before they discontinued, I would get free Chuck Taylors, right? And I'm a rookie. So I know a lockout's coming and shit. I'm, re I'm wearing Chucks every game, mm -hmm. you know, to the game. And this is when we had that hard-ass dress code. You had to wear, like, a suit and shit. Yeah. Um, uh, but I had Chucks on. The GM brings me in at a time, and he's like, Larry, your, your shoes are too cheap. You need to you need to spend your money. I'm like, I wear size 17, man. I don't even, they don't even make my size. He's like, get and find it. You need Gucci's, Louis, you need to find something that fast forward, <clears throat> we get Mike Dunleavy. Guy wears a pair of white chucks every game. <laughs> Think he was ever pulled to the side and no. said, you know. I'm starting to make my exit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, about, I'm about to get up out of here. That's what I said. It's know? like they do, they do, they do things that has no bearing on. It's like it's like the it's like the little control. <laughs> no, so, so this was uh, rest in peace, um, Flip Flip Saunders. Right, he comes. We go through training camp. First of all, he calls me. Like I get the call. This is the first time I ever got a call that said. Uh, I always get a call to somebody else, so what do you think like you need to do to help the team win? You know what I mean? Shit, shoot more, I guess. You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess I gotta shoot a little bit more. It's gotta score. <laughs> so he was like, uh, you know, last year you averaged this and this and this. Mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, if you average 22, you know, you know, seven and five will will be a lot better. And I said, if I if I scored 22. We're going to be shitty. And I said, you know, I know you're the coach, but as a player, if I can average this and you're telling me not to, who do you think is going to, like, get those extra shots? Like, because how I score has no effect on the other players. I score through free throws. I score through this. Right, right, you know, right. so That's you're fine, telling me right. to take away certain things. Right. But, all right, you're the coach. I'm, okay, cool. So first game, I remember first game, uh, they came on the bus and said, all right, we're going to have, uh, what they call them shits? We're going to have, uh, NFL has, I, I don't even know the name of it because the curfew. Okay. He's like, yeah, we're going to have a, gonna, <laughs> he said, I don't even know the name of that shit. You know what I mean? Have you never had a curfew? That's funny as hell. That's funny as hell. So he was like, yeah, we're going to have a curfew. <laughs> Everybody has to be in the hotel at nine o'clock. Uh -huh. Like, all right. So you can just see players like, hell no. Nah. Right. So we had like a little team meeting. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, I'm not doing no curfew. He's like, no, I go to the. Uh, so one player was like, yo, I go to dinner at ten. Exactly. Yeah. That's part of my routine. Yeah. You know, we got uh, Deshaun. <laughs> I go to strip club, bro. <laughs> right, right. I gotta go. I gotta relax, man. I gotta get my little element. I gotta see some ass shaking back before the game. Yeah. So here, and then uh, four other players like that, that's who we go. We it's us, it's us five. Exactly. So I'm like, that's five right there. Right. I said that's five of the teammates right there. Then what do you do? He's like, man, I usually go to dinner. I got six, movie seven. So I'm like, shit, our whole team. And it was like, 
It was like, what you gonna do, Gil? I love. So I went to I went to say, I said, man, what are we having this uh this is a curfew shit for what we've never had no curfew before. It's like, yeah, now nah, we trying to, you know, change shit. I said, first of all, I'm a three-time all-star, three-time all MVP. You ain't gonna tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. Right, I tried to pull one of those. Hey, the, the other five that <laughs> stayed in, they was they was either white or European. No, nah, it was like it was just they didn't like they didn't know they were young. <laughs> no, it was a young. It was like Nick okay. Young. So it was okay. like Nick Young. 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 Okay. So they don't really know. They yeah. don't, you know they coming from college, so they probably used to the curfew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to figure out because we got the older vets and we got the young guys. They're trying to control the young guys, so uh-huh. they figure if we put a blanket over it, so. So uh, Sam Cassell was like, um, now this is what we're going to do. Y'all going to get fined. Sam was there, huh? Yeah, I remember So Sam, Sam was like, I'm like, Sam, come on, dog. You never had no Right. What the Sam was like, I can say that. Sam was like, I know. That was killing me. He was like, Sam was like, they I know. to be the messenger. That's what I said. Sam was like, look, I know. And Sam was like, look, I'm just the messenger. Right. I said, like, well, if you, you right here, I ain't got to do this shit. So I was like, uh, I was like, all right, man. I was like, listen, we just going to have to do what we're going to have to do. He was like, come on, Gil. Please be in here at nine. I was like, look, you ain't got to worry about me. I'm usually in my in, in the hotel. Right. But I was like, listen, I got these motherfuckers. If I don't stand ground, they looking at me as right, right. turtle. You're a traitor. Right, I'm a traitor. <laughs> right, right, right. Over here. I'm right. Like, so I was like, shit, since I said, we have to be in at nine, mm-hmm. right? He didn't say that we couldn't party this motherfucker at, after nine. He just said we had to be in the hotel at nine. Right, right, right. So what I did, I was like, all right, look, for the strip club guys, I called DG, we, we was playing Dallas. Uh-huh. I called DG, Club. I said, I need 10 of your finest You're a good to man. come through the hotel. And I said, you know what, yeah. this is what we're gonna do. Make sure they have the spark, they gotta wear their outfits uh-huh. at nine, so they get out of the car at nine, come in the hotel at 901 <laughs> with the sparklers, the drinks, and the outfits on. Yeah. Nine o'clock comes. All the coaches in the lobby. All the, they all in the lobby <laughs> trying to make sure. Right, and all you see was just a whole bunch of strippers coming in with drinks Duh, and shit. You look gold, bro. And we That's had, we had, we, right they, they end up, the, the guys had a party. So That's shoot around, shoot around the next day. Oh, he's, you can face rape. Right, right, right. Living. Oh, right. niggas half drunk and sleeping shit. <laughs> yeah. Right, he's mad trying to like, but we couldn't function. Everybody yeah. was asleep. Yeah. And they were asleep. They right. were still asleep. So he was like, y'all better win if not. We ended up beating Dallas. Yeah, facts, facts. And, and then he was all happy. And I'm like, yo, it's the element. You gotta so relax. I yeah. said, sometimes people just need their comfortability. Mm-hmm. It ain't about it ain't about what they're doing. It's like, that's part of their routine. Mm-hmm. Like, some people can, you know, like, I remember, did they ever tell you a story about Iverson? Which one? The time he <laughs> took two weeks, two weeks to, like, be normal. He lost it for a second? No, no, no. So, <laughs> what happened? So, what ends up happening is, he takes two weeks. They was like, man, if you're averaging this, this, and this, drinking and partying every night, uh-huh. imagine if you didn't do that. Uh-huh. Imagine if you ate clean and did this. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh. two weeks, yeah. went to sleep early, uh-huh, ate, uh-huh. didn't drink. Uh-huh. Worst two weeks of his career. <laughs> I bet it was. Yeah, he said, that man said, man, hell no, nah, man, went right. out there, got drunk, got 50. <laughs> Back in his element. Yeah, because his element is part of his routine. Yeah. You know, some people, like, you take, you try to take away their routine, yeah. and that's what messes that's what messes up everything. So you're telling people, don't wear headbands, and that's, you're messing up what they, Man, that's part of their exactly. game. That's part of their, they, they cape. Exactly, exactly. So you made the decision at 26 to retire. You had your whole future ahead of you prime. When you look back now, are you satisfied with that decision, or is there any regrets? Are you happy with the choice that you made? No, I'm, yeah, for sure. I would, I probably would have took some more money, but 
<laughs> you know, I left yeah, with 15 out of 44. <laughs> but I, I understand it now, you know, I, I worked for that contract. That's That was money I, I put that work in. Mm-hmm. And, and the, my mindset at the time was that, okay, I'm taking money that's for the future. When no, that, that was my money anyway. Yeah. It's a guaranteed contract, you know what I'm saying? But I, I, I didn't have the right representation at the time, I ain't gonna lie. R.I.P. Dan Fagan, I love you, but you know, it was a lot going on. It was discrepancies. I had two agents at the time, and I was trying to get out of my deal. And it, it was crazy, I was in St. Lucia. It was all-star break. I had just came out of rehab for 30 days that I put myself in for not drugs, but for anxiety and depression. And it was the first time I actually made a decision for myself. So then I take my wife at the time, we go to St. Lucia, it's, it's all-star. And you know, they're calling me, the Bucks, they're like, you know, you gotta come back, you gotta show up, you know, if you don't, you know, we're gonna sue you, all this stuff, you know, that my, my, my uh, representation is telling me different things. And they were arguing at the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> so they weren't on the same page. So I had one guy telling me this, one guy telling me that, man. And it got to the point where they're like, you know, if you don't come back, they're gonna start com- coming for your pockets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know what? Um, just call Milwaukee and tell them why I'm gonna retire for free. No, actually, I said, don't tell them. I said, I want a press conference and I'm gonna tell the world why I'm retiring for free. I said, I don't want your money. I don't want it. I'm going anyway. And that shit, that, that was scary. But like for two hours, and they called me back and they're like, you know, we got a deal on the table. Just don't, just don't come back. <laughs> You're doing that press conference. Just, <laughs> you know, see some paperwork, go ahead about your business, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, that's how I got out of my deal. But, yeah, it was, that was a scary two hours. Well, I didn't know how I was gonna pay my bills for a minute. Like but even that. even then, like you didn't have to. It was right after your contract. You didn't have to do nothing. You could have. But that's the pressure, though. You don't. I don't know. You, you don't know that. You. you don't know that. Yeah, time. you know what I'm saying. So I'm just it, like, I'm not playing this game with y'all no more. Cause I don't want to be here. I told y'all that. Y'all can't figure it out. I right, well, y'all keep the bread, keep the money. You know what I'm saying? And then they call me. You know, they call me back with a deal on the table. They, I know they wanted some shit. Like, man, we've been working for this. Man, we need we need something out of this too. So, I know they, they always tell people. I said the contract you signed is for what you did. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's not, not about what, what you're, you're doing. Like, yeah, it's not what you're doing. Yeah, like, some, some people like, say you're stealing money, but it's like, no, I, I work for that contract. <clears throat> and if I would have put in four more years, that would have been for the next contract. For the next contract. You know what I'm saying? But so, we learn that later. You learn that later. Yeah, we, we learn because everyone's like, oh, he got a six year sixty. Yeah. Yeah. They got six right. years to get that next contract. That's what I did. Like <laughs> right. I, they now six my years next six years to get some new <laughs> yeah, money. Exactly. You know? But right now, you that's know. That's for what I put in already. I worked so for it. So like, yeah, you only played 12 games. No, 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 no. Exactly. I didn't sign another contract over there because I only played 12 games. That 111 was for the games I played. Oh, that three-time All-NBA, yes. yes. all that's, that's what, what 111 that, came exactly. from. Exactly. You know how you know media and mm-hmm. everybody perceives it. Mm-hmm. They try to make it seem like, well, you better be worth that money. No, no, that's why I signed it. You stealing money? money. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Facts. My next contract will reflect what yeah, I did. Exactly. That's how that works. Yeah, yeah. So while you were in the league, you started getting into other passions. You mentioned you like to write and do music. So I'm talking to me a little bit about the music side of it. Mm-hmm. How did you first get into that? And where did you feel comfortable? I think all of us as artists, like I do some writing some stuff too. I think all of his artists, creatives, are kind of taking that leap of faith of putting our stuff out there yeah. and getting responses from people. Yeah, for so sure. When did you know that your music was good enough that you could start putting it out there, letting people listen to it, and eventually attain the success that you've attained doing it? Yeah, uh, well, I, I started making beats uh, and producing my first year in the league when I was a rookie. And uh, Drew Gooden actually put it in my in my, in my hands. Oh, mm-hmm. Drew did. That's my dog. And uh, yeah, he uploaded it on my computer. <laughs> 
And uh, you played with Drew, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. Oh, no, he came. He played after you. Now nah, we just from high school. Just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, that's, just, yeah, you know yeah. Drew. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he uh, he taught me how to do it. it. Was Logic at the time? Then I learned Fruity Loops. And then when I when I left the league and retired, I moved out here and I started a company. I started an artist incubator for homeless artists uh, called Citizens of Matter. And I had uh, five homeless artists in this house in the valley. And I had a, a producer. Um, who write, who like a screenwriter. I had a, um, uh, a fashion designer, a photographer, a R&B singer, and a producer. And uh, we just worked on projects. Um, I used my, you know, I showed face to get them in certain rooms and doors and just pushed them, you know what I'm saying? They had to worry about money. I got them free clothes and shit like that. Just really uh, went into my passion work. And at the time, you know, while I'm doing that for them, I'm also learning from them. You know, and I had some really talented guys. Uh, business boy being one of them who's like, he just did some shit with Elton John and Mary J. Blige. He's buying his second house, you know, owns his car, like within a couple years mm -hmm. from being homeless, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. just a little stability and a push can just go a long way for people. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to do that. And uh, I, I, um, I started learning, I, I made this beat and uh, it got into the hands of Party Next Door. And one of the guys in the house is actually Party Next Door, uh, who worked, you know, Drake's artist. He's his engineer right now, like live-in engineer. He used to live with me, you know what I'm saying? He was one of the homeless artists. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, he got, he was working with him and he got the beat over to him. And man, they just sent me back a track. And actually Drake cut the record first. Like the original uh, record is Drake on the track. So we thought Drake was gonna drop it on like, uh, this was, uh, was it Summer 16? The one when he was beefing with Meek, that's when that's when the record was actually cut, mm -hmm. and it didn't drop until a couple later years later on P3, which is Party Next Door's album um, called Don't Run. So we at the whole time we thought it was gonna be a Drake track, mm -hmm. you know. So I'm like, damn, my first track gonna be a Drake track? That's crazy. <laughs> but um, but Party, I guess he, he gave it to Party, and then uh, you know we went gold off it. So you know, still still good. You Hell know, yeah. So, yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> So, yeah, man, I think that was definitely solidifying, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could do this, you know what I'm saying? And at a high, high level, you know what I'm saying? So when you wasn't playing, that's what you would be doing? Yeah, making beats, you know, on the, on the airplane, <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying? In my hotel room, that shit really just caught me occupied. You, you know, know what I'm saying? So, uh, so Jason Richardson, so, uh, so we came in together, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember um, we got back together in Orlando. Uh -huh. So we sit next to each other. So he has his computer out. He has like this little board, and he's sitting here doing this. Oh, he DJ. Oh, this think he DJ. DJ Black and Mild. What is your name? So I'm just I'm, like I got everybody laughing because I'm making all kind what? of black. What? Dark names of a DJ, and he was like, darkest hair. my dog, Because I used to call his ass Midnight. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we have a Gatorade, and I'm like, yeah, man, they, you, they need to sponsor you, bro. So, so he's sitting there DJing. I was like, oh, what you DJing for? He was like, nah, I make all these mixes, because in the summer, I DJ for the parties. He said, man, I spend, he spent, when I'm, he said, when I'm not shooting and hooping, yeah. this is what I do. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, that's how you pass the time. Because, you know, in the, in, when you play, you're trying to figure out how to pass. Yeah, man, you that doing this. Yeah, <laughs> you doing right? You're passing that empty right. time. Right. And like, most of them is drinking. Yeah, sir. Drinking, looking for girls, trying to figure yeah, out. You know, right. so it's like, um, I was a video gamer. Okay. And that's why I told people, I said, imagine when they had that, uh, during the lockout, and they had that, um, what game was that? Uh, Call of Duty? Oh, and yeah. They had, that big Call of Duty was players versus 
pros and the players. Fortnite. Fortnite the, the players is looking amazing. I'm like, they they damn near pros too. They sit in the house seven eight hours. Facts. <laughs> just sitting there, just gaming, because you know you got to try to figure out how to how to how to pass that that empty time between mm-hmm. shit. What was it one and probably like six o'clock? Yeah. Right. And me, I'm I'm a creative, so I I need to be in a space where I'm like putting something, creating something that's not there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like making songs or you know putting something together. And uh, basketball always kind of stunted that because I could be creative on the court. Mm-hmm. That's only two hours. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So I got the rest of the day to figure some <laughs> shit out now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, uh, so it was good. I, you know, so I fell into the to the music. You were on the Bucks when they drafted Giannis. You got to see a, a young Giannis come in. Yeah. Did you ever in your mind think that he would be as good as he is now when you first saw him? Hell yeah. Oh, you you seen it? Kid was impressive. I mean, he was 17, man. Like 17, bro. It's like coming in there, Euro stepping through the lane and you know, picking the ball up at the half court. Also, he was already he was man, you could see it. He had that talent that like it was it was just rare. Bro, like just... yeah, you know, like Kevin Durant was the only person that was doing, you know, you could say was like moving how he was moving at the time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is a rookie at 17. That's you saying, like, that's your comparison, you know what I'm saying? Like, from my eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I just his game was it was very unique, and then he has a very boyish, fun, like personality that makes it where like he he just having fun out there competing. You can't you can't really. There's not that much pressure on him. You just mm-hmm. out there having That's fun true. and playing. <laughs> yeah. You know how that kid. You know that kid energy. You know, and it, 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 he practiced that way, so it kept him in the gym. You know, his eyes were always big, like trying to take in shit. He came in. He like he thought I was a guard. He was like, I thought you were a guard. Like, I thought you, you know, just put the ball up. He barely speaking English and shit. You know, so I'm like, no, nah, I'm a big, I'm a big. But we the same height. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he a little tall, actually. You know what I'm saying? So um, his his you could just tell his mindset was different already. I came, when I came in the league, yeah, I was putting the ball on, on the floor and shooting. I was a little different. I was a hybrid big, but mm-hmm. I came in for Andrew Bogut. And he was a back to the basket mm-hmm. traditional post who also blocked shots. So I feel like, um, you know, I went to the playoffs the year before I came. So they were trying to mold me into his position a little bit more. You know, it was a bunch of back to the basket hook shot shit <laughs> all the time. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, but that's where my money was. You know, that's what it was gonna pay me. So, I, you know, I focused on that, but I, I like, you know, I want to put that bitch on the ground and, and shoot it. And I think he saw that in me. He, he just saw the game differently. You know what I mean? As, and he, he didn't see a limit on his potential. You know, there was no cap, and he played that way, and now you see, you know, he, he's just, he out there playing. What's so funny is I tell kids sometimes, I said, you know, you got this, you're, you're on this fine line mm-hmm. between telling the other people, man, shut the up, let me do me. Right. But you get, there's a fine line mm-hmm. between, because you got to remember, you know, you know your limits, you know where you're trying to move and where you're trying to go, and then there's always someone that says, no, 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 you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You got to do it this way, and mm-hmm. you're like, and you, we don't think like you no more. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? That, that, I, I, that's not my game. You're trying to make that my game. That's right. not my game. Exactly. This is my game. You yeah. know, it's like me, same thing. They were trying to make me a traditional point guard. Mm-hmm. No. 
Right. <laughs> right. Right. I look, I see traditional. That's four shots a game right yeah, there. Facts. That nigga looks bored. <laughs> facts. <laughs> he looks, he's four shots a game. Yeah, he looks <laughs> miserable out there. Yeah, he he's, a shower, he's, all, yeah, he's going through the lane right. and he has a wide open lane. He got to pull it back out and right. pass it into the big man. Right. Run the, the play. Man. Run the yeah, play. The big man going to kick the ball <laughs> in the stands. Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm going I'm, I'm to take all these shots and y'all just got yeah. to figure that shit out. Right, right. You know, but there's. But you want to be the person that does that because yeah. if you're not, you're the one that's getting hurt. I remember Nick Young is one of those players. This style is like the style he was getting penalized for. Exactly, exactly, yeah. This style, you just run, chuck, and shoot. Yeah, yeah. This is his style, exactly. but he got benched all the time for it. Yeah, yeah. And you just be like, I, there's, always, there's always that group of kids that just like, you're coming in and you're changing the game, but you're not getting rewarded. Exactly, no, for sure. You're not, you're not, you're not getting rewarded for what the game is turning into. You're the one that you're suffering you're in your contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody got to be that though. It's like you know, it sucks. Yeah. It's like the Kanye thing. You know, he did. I think that he did. He did that in a lot of ways. Like he was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna put myself out there and be the first to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna try it. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna say I can't. <laughs> y'all gonna hate me for it. Gonna be, and then, then everybody gonna do it. Mm -hmm. So open the door." Because so, you know. the, the, I guess the people who, who really benefit is the ones who don't have pressure. See, Giannis to come in, you two are playing, and he's like, well, they're not playing me. I don't care. I'm just going to go out there and do what I'm going to do. Exactly. And yeah. then they, they're looking at it like, hey, you see a young fellow over there that take that ball over? And, uh, all right, just let him do it a little bit more. Then, and then y'all sitting there like, man, I, I just tried that shit, and you just, right, <laughs> you, right. just you subbed me. Right, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep. That's why, that's why I tell people, look, when you come in at the end of the game, sometimes them little four minutes, bro, there ain't no pressure on them four minutes. You better do, hey. You better go crazy. You better jump, hey, 360 between them and do what you got to do. loose balls and everything. You know, I'm hustling hard. Because you got to remember, the, the, when they put you in, they're looking at what you did. Yeah. So you go in there and you take 10 shots in two minutes, and they put you in in a regular game, they, exactly. they expected that. Now you get to be this whole thing that they wasn't even expecting. Right. You know, so there's benefits to, you know, a little bit of everything. You just got to be willing to throw yourself out there. Thanks. Last question I got for you. What does the future hold for Larry Sanders? Um, well, just, you know, a lot of work. You know, I'm working, man, on my, on my art, my, creates, my creative uh, ventures. Like, I'm writing this basketball movie now that should be done. Uh, I should be going to production in probably like three months. Uh, a suspense thriller, a TV show, you know what I'm saying? Um, I love creating content. So, um, yeah, man, just keep keep being creative. You know, I'm going to stay in shape, you know, and if the league call me, you know, I'll be ready. I think it's, the, like I said, the landscape and the format is a little more fitting to my lifestyle. Um, and I know the value I can bring to a team. So, you know, if that happens, it happens, you know, but you're going to see me. I'm going to be out here <laughs> regardless. So. Larry, we appreciate you pulling up. So. This has been another episode of Nail Chill with Gilbert Arenas. We'll be back with more very soon.